0: Welcome to the Embodied Aquarian Age podcast. This is Emily Trinkus, and this episode comes with a trigger warning. I was introduced to the work of Tony Sayers, the New Age whistleblower, when I heard him interviewed on the Expanding Reality podcast, and I was intrigued enough to do a deep dive into his videos and books. And while I was already aware of a lot of nefarious nonsense in the New Age, Tony's insights have opened me up to a whole new level of questioning some foundational assumptions about spirituality and disincarnate entities. So I invite you to listen with an open mind and heart. His information can be confronting, but I think ultimately empowering and liberating. So enjoy the episode. So welcome, Tony. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me.
1: Thank you for inviting me on the show. It's, uh, well, I say it's always good to speak about this stuff. I'd rather be doing, uh, other things with, with my time and my life, but, you know, it needs to be spoken about. It's so important, the information. And, uh, yeah, I think the more people that speak about it, the better it is for everyone, really. So, um uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And you're really one of the few people who is talking about, um, the new age deception or the, false light in the so-called spiritual world uh you've really opened me up to a lot of different ways of seeing for which i'm very grateful and for those who are new to your work let's just start with how did you wake up to this deception how did you become the new age whistleblower
1: well actually that's quite a funny uh that's quite a funny uh, story that that one but um yeah, I, I I quote unquote woke up about well must have been twelve years ago now. Forget how old I am these days, and uh, it was really out of boredom. You know, I was doing a corporate job in the UK, and I was I was just working crazy hours. And one night I just come back after an argument with my boss, and I was like, "What am I doing? Like, is this my life forever? Just slaving away for this?" asshole and you know like excuse my french and i just felt i don't know i just i just felt like there had to be more it just didn't make sense i just felt yeah really uh yeah just just really bored with everything and stressed i mean the the pressures of i was in sales at the time and it just got me asking questions that i probably never asked in my life you know why am I here? What is my purpose? Is there a God and all this stuff? And intention, such a powerful thing. I put that intention out there, and all of a sudden, I would stumble across all these videos and found out about nine eleven and and the the fake moon landing and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and and that went on, and you go down the rabbit holes uh, as we all have. And then you start finding out that you know the, the horrific stuff that goes on with children and, and things like that. And and I just uh, I came to a crossroads at that point where it, it it took me a good good few well not even that long really. I think I already I always knew that what I was seeing was the real truth. And then at that point I was like, okay, I I've got a decision to make here. I either just keep this information to myself, um, or or I just start. Speaking about it and letting other people know what I found, and uh, and that's what I did. And and there was two things I never forget the the insight that came to me, and it was like um, you're going to lose a lot of people, and you're going to give up your life, right? And at the time, I thought, oh, I don't know if I want to give up my life, but now I know what that meant. It didn't literally, well, not yet. Fingers crossed. It didn't literally mean that I was going to get you know taken out it meant that my life was to become involved with all of this and and this really is what is what happened and and so I went and I started groups and I was attending marches and in London march against Monsanto and did all this stuff and then I kind of touched on like I would never say that I was totally new age. I was definitely leaning into like the whole spiritual movement, but I wasn't like fully engrossed like some people were. I did do Reiki and um I remember at the time being called like a Reiki master, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that term. It seems a little bit egoic e- egoic to me. But I, I went with it for a while, but something never felt quite fully right with it. And I, and then when I really got into what I would say where this this these issues are real really coming from, which is the astral realm, the fourth dimension, and and the entities that reside there, and and the uh, that's that's where it's really at. Because part of my intention was I didn't want to just find sort of like some truths. I wanted to get to the right to the root cause of, of where everything was coming from, and that's really where my li- life life led Um in terms of the astral and the entities and all that stuff, that came with my own um, psychic attacks um, from a, a group of military people because I put a video out that they didn't like and they were sending me death threats. And Long story short, you know, I didn't really understand psychic energy at the time, but when someone thinks a bad thought about you or a lot of these guys wanted me dead, you know, <laughs> I was saying they weren't heroes and all this stuff. But, you know, I really went... I really really went for it for them in that sense and uh but yeah i, I had uh you know probably thousands of them because this video went viral hating on me and i and i just felt really off for weeks i felt my anxiety was through the roof not not because i was like scared of them because uh it wasn't that that at all it was to do with uh, the energy that, that i was being sent uh the psychic energy um, because that's an attack on your energy field when you when someone hates on you or wants you dead, you know, that sticks on your energy field. And um, yeah, one thing led to another. I, I was trying to feel better. I tried all these detoxes and, you know, all this stuff and nothing worked. And I was like, something's really not right here. Don't know what it is. And then uh, one day, I, uh, a friend of mine mentioned about chakra for removal. And I was like, what? You know, I'd, I'd come from like here, like what are you talking about? As most people do, you're you're mad, and then, but something about it resonated. It I it couldn't I couldn't leave it. You know, I was I was sitting there at night. I was like, do you know what? That'd be just like them to make something so beautiful on the surface with all their lotus flowers and the rainbow colours, like the most evil. And um, and so I went through this. I was so desperate. Partly I was so desperate. I was like, look, just try it. I mean it kind of half resonates with me. Let's give it a go. Um, and, and I went through this process and, and it, I always say it was like night and day, you know, the, these, these inorganic voices that I was subject to that we're all subject to, you know, you're not good enough. No one likes you. You can't do this. Yada Yeah. yada. My mind was quiet the, the next morning for the first time in my life. I was like, Oh my God, like all those voices in my head weren't actually mine. Um. And so, and so, you know, the, the back story with that is the chakras are just an implant and uh, it makes it easy for entities to lock into your energy field and loop these thoughts. It's not the only way they can intrude. They have many different ways, um, subconscious wounds that are unhealed. If you drink alcohol and drugs and all that stuff, that opens you up energetically. Every time you get triggered, you know, that can open you up. If you go into an accident or you're out of your center, so to speak. You you know, it's, it doesn't completely remove all interference is what I'm trying to say. But it was a huge difference, like 80%. And uh, it's been that way ever since. So um, so it was through my own, yeah, my own journey, really, that I kind of stumbled across it. And then from there, I, I was just like, well, I, I, I need to learn how to do this. I need to, you know, I need to go deeper with this. And then, I started energy training and energy work, and and then my own kind of psychic abilities that we all have. By the way, they improved over time because these are just muscles. The more you use them, the better they become, the stronger they become. And um, and so yeah, it went from there, and then find you know finding more stuff and working with people, and and then finding more stuff on the, on on. On different people and, and then they would notice shifts and, th- and then it's gone from one thing to another and over the 10 years it's it's now like a real comprehensive uh i don't know what to call it i, I call it shit shifting you know <laughs> it's, it, it's not glamorous i'm not dealing with angelic beings or you know anything like that it, it's just a case of we have a lot of etheric trash overlays entities etheric implants of course, of which they don't speak about those things in the new age, and uh, and that's really uh, that's really where I'm at. That's what I do. Uh, I just clear astral junk that shouldn't be there. And of course, at the same time, you know, it clearly made me see just how deceptive all the new age nonsense was. And and I thought, well, you know, I need to speak about that as well because so many people get trapped there. Um, it's like a cul-de-sac. You 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 wake up quote unquote, and you start learning about how we've been lied to and everything. And then automatically what happens, you fall into the, what I call the next layer of the matrix, the, the next spider's web and people get stuck there and they get stuck there because the information within that genre feels so good to people. And I get it, you know, who, who wouldn't want to think that their angels and their spirit guides have got their back, you know, and. And all this love and light, and you know, just think happy thoughts and don't look at anything negative. But, you know, who wouldn't who wouldn't want to believe in all that stuff, right? I mean, it's it's perfect, right? Uh, but unfortunately, it's not it's not going to get anyone anywhere, and in fact, it does people more harm than good in the long run. And this is why, down the years, you know, ten, twelve years now, I, I can't even tell you the amount of emails that I receive of how people have you know, worked with different angelic beings, and they've ended up losing their home and their job, and they ended up in car crashes, and even when people thought they were dealing with loved ones, because these entities, they masquerade, but they masquerade, sadly, you know, sorry to be the bearer, bearer of bad news, but they do, they uh, they show up in people's lives pretending they are something that they are not, and that also extends into, into death as well in terms of the soul trap and I don't know if you want to get into all of that today, but um, we need to we need to really um, understand that we're being played by these entities. It's a matrix. They're tricksters and they uh, cloak themselves and pretend they are. Um, they're wolves in sheep clothing. And you see the same expression coming through our politicians. You know, it's like they'll stand in front of thousands of people or 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 millions in in terms of TV and they'll uh they'll come across like they're they're on your team, they're going to do this, that, and the other for you. I mean, how many examples have we got down the years of these? peace? I mean why people still vote It's just beyond me, but they'll stand there and they what they'll say that sounds good and and they use all this um mind control where they'll repeat things and they'll keep telling you that you're free over and over and over again. You have freedom like uh and so They're they're actors, they're actors and they're actresses, uh, and they're masquerading. They're they're pretending to be on Team Humanity when, in fact, they're on Team Evil. And the same thing's going on in the astral, realm. They're pretending to be on our team. They're leading people astray. And essentially, at at the very worst core of it, they're they're leading leading people, people back round here to have another lifetime on Earth to be used as batteries to get their energy drained because you know and again I'm the first to admit that the information when you first hear this doesn't sound too great but once you embody it and you get it it's very empowering because ultimately I I feel it, it leads you to, to, to liberation and, and real freedom because if you understand how these manipulators work you're not going to get tricked by them again um, and so where we're being misled by uh, masquerading entities Um, uh, and yeah my point being is that this is a farm and we are the cows Uh, and we are our milk if you want to call it that is our energy humans uh, are incredibly uh, powerful energy generators uh, one human soul Um, and it's like caviar for them and they particularly like all the fear and anxiety and, and all the sadness, depression, and, and that's why we have constant wars and famines and financial crisis, and we're all, always in a case of, in a state of fight or flight or stress or, or fear, because that is their milk. If you're talking about them being cows, that's their preferred, uh, that's their preferred variety of milk. And so um, So we need to get off the farm, basically but the uh the farmer is pretending to be uh, on our side and it's it's not the case so um so yeah that that's essentially what's going on
0: <laughs> that is a great and very comprehensive introduction and there's a lot in there that I want to come back to but I think it's so um typical for people who start going down the the truther path and uncovering stuff and then getting to the point where okay, ultimately it's about consciousness. And ultimately this is a spiritual crisis, a spiritual war, a war on the human soul. And so therefore the solution has to be at the level of consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I I learned early on in my truther life that it's not a matter of information, like it's not a matter of education or information. If only this person had the right information, they would know, no, it's about consciousness. So, um, so then to think about, okay, people get that, okay, th- this needs to be about spirituality. This is about consciousness. And then, ah, oh, here's the new age to welcome you home into
1: this oh beautiful, and light mean, land. Doesn't it just do that?
0: <laughs> and you, in your excellent book, The New Age is the New Cage, you describe the new age as the last honeypot before the gold mine, so this kind of false spirituality that is, again, taking people's power or keeping them in slave mentality versus what might be an authentic. I mean, I guess this is a question for you, like what what, what does authentic spiritual connection or authentic awakening consciousness look like versus the deception?
1: one word springs to mind um is sovereignty i i really like the word sovereignty because um in, and and actually there's a lot of wordplay that goes on with that uh, with that particular word when you look at how they call themselves sovereignty in terms of where i'm from in the uk with the royal family and all that stuff so what they've done is they've inverted that role that that word and they've used it they've taken it for themselves when when actually uh that's what what we need to be that's what we need to become and with that it's with that word i would i would term um, so i just said on my on my latest youtube video that i i don't even like the term spirituality anymore i i it's just it's so corrupted that whole scene that i don't even like that that the only the only real truth within that scene is that we're energy and that we don't die. And what they've done is they've sprinkled it and they've peppered peppered it with bullshit, right? <laughs> so, and that's what they do. They they um, they take a, they they take truths and they pepper it with all the lies, right? Um, and then they and they present it to you, and then people gobble it up, right? Um, so it's very clever. And uh, I always say that I don't like what they've done, but how they've done it is actually. It's almost genius, right? So sovereignty for me is where it is now. What does sovereignty? That means it means taking responsibility. It means not being a victim. Okay, we've all had stuff in our um, in our lives that maybe when we were children that were out of our control, but it's our responsibility to do the work and get over that. And I would also say courage as well. You know, speaking your truth, speaking up against the corruption and the things that are not going on. Uh, that shouldn't be going on in this world. Um, it, it's all those kind of uh, real authentic uh, embodiments that I would describe, which which surrounds sovereignty. But the new age knocks that out of people. It, you give up your responsibility. Angels are going to sort me out. My guides are going to tell me what to do. Don't look at any negative things because you're going to draw more of it in, which is complete deception because... The best example I always use is if I break my leg i 'm not going to leave it hanging right because i 'm just going to get gangrene and probably may even die right, but they 've told people that if there's a problem don't look at it because you draw more of it in it's absolute horseshit uh, if you ignore problems, they get worse and um, so but people because they they don't want to speak up or they don't want to do the work or you know they'll just it's just so far easier for people to say. Well, you know, if you look at that stuff, you're going to draw more of it into your life, right? It's just crazy, you know, the whole idea that we should never get angry, you know, like, there's a place for righteous anger. Righteous anger drives us into great change. Of course, being stuck in anger is not good. It's stuck there day and night. That That's not what I'm saying. But if there's an injustice, we, there's nothing wrong with getting angry about it. That The whole idea that we shouldn't be judging things. Judging people, like oh, you can't judge. I mean, I get it all the time from these new ages. I'm like, oh, you could. You're in judgment. Yeah, damn right, I am. We need to be judging. We need to be judging more than ever because we have been deceived so badly and lied to so much. Damn well right, I'm going to be judging. Judging is part of the discernment process, which is part of this sovereignty that we need to be embodying. We, we, we've lost the ability to, to discern, and and with that comes judgment. If people are out there saying they don't make judgments they're absolutely lying right because we all do it all the time you meet someone new automatically you're making a judgment we need to the place is full of demons out there right i mean you know there's good people as well i'm not saying it's all bad but if you're not making judgments and using your discernment skills you're going to be you're going to get the rug pulled right under you in this in this what i call gangster planet so all these Deceptions that are so subtle, but of course, on the surface, they make people feel good. Just, just accept is another one. Just accept, you know, just accept the fact that all this stuff's going on with children, and we're having our rights and freedoms taken away. Just accept it. You know, it's just nonsense, and it drives me crazy.
0: I I have to interrupt just to say that everything you're talking about, you know, once 2020 happened this is where we saw all of this in action in such an extreme way in terms of the, like, well, we're just going to go along to get along and let's just accept and, oh, I'm sure it'll, you know, yeah, I can take the shot. And then, you know, I'll I'll just um, transmute it through my consciousness and it'll all be good. And I don't want to make waves and I don't want to judge anyone and like a total lack of, Um, courage and authenticity and discernment was just, I mean, and that's really, you know, as I shared with you and I reached out about doing an interview was um, it was really 2020 that woke me up to, I I mean, I was, I was awake as of nine 11, but in terms of the spiritual, you know, the depth of the spiritual deception going on, when I saw every freaking so-called spiritual community conform with oh. the nonsense and suddenly you need to have a shot to go to Esalen or the Omega Institute or this oh, spiritual really? community yeah, yeah. and, and <laughs> I was just like okay I get it thank you for hitting me over the head now I see yeah, it yeah yeah
1: what was the what's the big festival over on the east coast the, the new age one? Oh, uh, it called oh that's gonna annoy me now uh Burning Man Burning,
0: uh, yeah, you
1: needed, you needed a shot to get into Burning Man. <laughs>
0: this is our counterculture. Right. This is Our these are the the awake people. This is our spiritual community.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's true. I mean, a lot of them were were in on it. I think uh, who's who's the one that says just get in the vortex. Abraham. Oh,
0: Abraham. Yeah.
1: Abraham. She was telling people, Sad Guru. He was. He's part of the WEF, He was telling people to get it. I mean, this is what I'm saying. They're all sheep in, in wolves in sheep clothing. Well, not all of them. Some of them are just unknowingly ignorant to, to the, or, or they're under hypnosis. I, I strongly feel that the New Age uh, spiritual scene puts people in a trance. It's a big cult. And even the energy that people are tapping into, uh, I refer to it as like a false light frequency. Um, and it's like a false light energy grid that people are tapping into, and this is why when you speak to a lot of these people, I don't know if you met some of these people, I remember there's a a, a very big new age community down in uh, the south of the UK where, where I'm from called Brighton, and I met this guy once, and um, I can't remember what he was into, but he was heavily new age, but I was talking to him, and he, his eyes were glazed over, and he was like. Yeah, man, it's like I'm like this. This dude's in a, in a trance, right? And 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 that's the energy that the, a lot of these people work with. I tried to do a review once of um, a woman called Amanda something. I forget all their names, but she's quite big out there. And uh, because I, I recognize this frequency and with the work that I do, I'm, I I know you know I have to clear it a lot from people that have come from the New Age, but. I started to review her and about five minutes in, I noticed that I started to feel this kind of like hazy feeling and I know it straight away. I'm like, Whoa, she's in books. She's uh, embedded some frequencies in this video This is why you have to be careful with the, what videos you watch with these people. Cause some of them embed frequencies. Um, and so, uh, I'm, I'm five minutes in, I'm like, Whoa, I can't put that, I can't even put that out there because if I put that out there, people are going to get hooked in on that frequency. So, I ended up doing a separate video on her, saying that she's working with uh, with these frequencies. So it's a real mess out there. It really is, and and this is why people come to me. they having spent hundreds and thousands of, of dollars, feeling no no better at, at all with, on all these light language courses and uh, uh, connect with Archangel Michael and all this stuff, and and and. and um you know 5 10 15 years and and they're no better off and and in a lot of cases they're they're way worse than than they, they they were before they started so people need to be really careful with with the stuff that but of course it's all packaged so beautifully you know they sit there with their crystals in the background and the you know they talk about rainbow bridges and and the new earth and 5D and it's just it sounds wonderful especially if you're stuck in like a, in a farm like in a uh, and, and you've got all this trauma. You had trauma when you were a kid, and, you, you, you know, uh, like, of course you, people are looking for things to escape, right? And they know that. This is why it's so clever, because they know people want to try and escape themselves, and they've set it up in, in such a way that it, people can just go to this fantasy land. and then And this is why, like, a lot of people get triggered by my work, because I'm coming along. And I'm booting away the pillar that they've been leaning into for <laughs> 5, 10, 15 years. And so I get a lot of kickback from it, which I don't care about. Um, but people have to realize that those pillars that they're leaning into, they're going to get taken away in the end anyway. So better me come along now and kick them away. Then you end up going into the soul trap and you've still got those pillars. And then at the very end, then they get taken away and then your, your soul gets recycled back down here.
0: So I, I want to come back to the soul trap, but I want to ask, do you think it's possible to connect with any, anyone out there? Do you think it's possible to channel in a way that's not destructive or harmful? And I'm thinking in particular about, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Tom Kenyon, who channels the Hathors, and he's very, he talks about his process of discernment and Puts you know if a being wants to work with him he puts them through tests and whatever um, and talks about there's a lot of negative stuff out there.
1: Do, this is, is the other it, thing we've always yeah. got to be put through tests and lessons, right? This is what the new age will tell you. You know this is a school, right? Well, well your memory gets wiped uh, when you come back down here. So if it's a school, why is your memory getting wiped? But to answer your question, no, I don't. I don't recommend any tra- channeled material at all. It's very dangerous, you know, because if you do it, you're playing Russian roulette. Now, I'm not saying that there's not good beings out there in creation somewhere. Right. But what I'm saying is within this matrix, the fourth dimension, if you you—if you think of it like a, a football match. Right. I don't know what you call it. Soccer, maybe. Right. So the fourth dimension is like. You're going into the, their the away away ground. That's their that's their home ground. You're going to play a football match in the away ground, right? So you, you're really you're really uh, in my experience, like ten years now working clearing people. I've never found anything good there, right? I've seen a lot of things that masquerade themselves as good. I remember one session I had with a lady. I'll never forget it. Um, I'm working on her and I'm clearing stuff and I'm clearing stuff. So I'm very much a, an ocean person. I, I'm a huge scuba diving fan. Um, I love dolphins and whales and sharks and all that stuff, right? That's my thing, away from all this craziness. And um, so I'm working on this woman and I'm just clearing. And then all of a sudden I see a shark, right? And I'm like, oh, oh, it's a shark. And for a split second, I started to feel some kind of like, not love, but oh, like, oh, it's a sh-. And then I realized that's not a shark. That's an entity. And then I was like, "You sneaky motherfucker!" All right? <laughs> and then, and then, and then I cleared it. And then, yeah, it was just an entity. And and this is what I'm talking about. And yeah. and that that happens at the point of death as well. They will tailor this. What I believe this AI god, who's got all your algorithms, and uh, they'll be like, "Oh." So Emily, she was uh, right. She was really into Archangel Michael. So when she, the best chance we've got to hook in her back is when she, when she dies, we'll we'll show up as Archangel Michael. So you die, you don't know any better. You go to the false light because everyone does it, right? That's what they're telling you to do on Netflix now, and and with all the the children's Disney propagandas, the film like Soul and things like that. So Emily goes to the false light. She goes through the tunnel. Hey, yay! Hey. And then uh, she, she gets hit with the love bomb false white light frequency. And then Archangel Michael shows up. And she's like, oh, Archangel Michael, oh, hi. And he's like, oh, Emily, you know, you're great. You, you did great. You did great. But there's some things that we need to speak about. Just come over here. We're going to show you a life review. And uh, and then he's going to tell you, oh, we're, we're not judging you. But he's going to show you all your all your worst bits, you know, when you hurt Joe Bloggs, when you had an argument with Joe Bloggs back in 2005, and then you had a you upset your sister because you had an argument in 2010. And then they're gonna make you feel how they how your sister felt in 2010. So you're not being judged, but they're damn well gonna make you feel bad about it, right? By by making you feel what that person felt, right? And and so uh, and so then then your guilt trip, you're feeling bad. They've told you you have got bad karma, uh, or you're going to hell unless you come back down for another lifetime. And reluctantly, because it's always reluctant, because at that level people know what this place is. None of them ever want to come back. If you research near death experiences, and uh, and then they're like, boom, we'll, we'll we'll wipe your memory, and then Emily's back down here again because she couldn't she couldn't get over her. Need or want or, or connection to these this false light entity that was just tricking her all along. So hopefully that won't be you, but
0: hopefully not. And yeah. what what would you suggest as an alternative to mm-hmm. going to the light as we're told to do?
1: So um, on my channel, I've I've actually got a video. That's I think it's like what I would do at the point of death, something like that. And and it's what I'm gonna do. So I'm not telling everyone that's to do that people can make their own decisions. But based on my research, working within that field, uh studying Soul Trap, studying NDEs, um it the the solution is very simple. Uh and sometimes people think that the solution should be really hard. I, I think there's other Soul Trap researchers that tell you that you 've got to become the perfect person before you can escape this place and and any like bad thing about your personality or any bad habit you have to overcome otherwise you come back I disagree with that um, i i i don 't believe in karma I feel that 's uh a, a just another trap and something that they use to shoehorn people back down here because where is karma in this world you know we have uh, we have uh innocent people that get put in prison we have children getting their limbs blown off yet we have pedophiles that run the planet i mean tell me karma is playing out the way it should be here right now i'm not telling people that they should be bad people and i'm not i'm not t- telling people i'm i'm saying that be a good person but be a good person for for being a good person's sake don't do it for being uh, you know because you're scared of karma or or jesus or whatever and um, so um anyway your question yeah so basically the way i describe it is our consciousness, we are in charge of a car, right? And so what has happened is someone else has taken the front seat and they've taken over the steering wheel and they're driving the car in the direction that we want or they want the car to drive in, right? So we need to take the steering wheel back and drive that car in the direction that we want to. And when we pass over, everything's instant there in the astral. And what's happening is because people are not researching this stuff, they they're going what just gets put in front of them, i.e. the false light and all that stuff there. So essentially, what I'm going to do, I'm very, I'm going to be very adamant, and I repeat it every day, is like I'm leaving here. I'm going. I'm, I'm leaving this this matrix, and my intention will take me to either a, a hole in the matrix, or I'll rip a, a hole and the matrix or some there'll be some portal that I can move because my intention is so um, strong that to leave that that's what will happen. Um, And we can, we can create realms. I mean, you can create a simple exercise for someone to do, right? You, if you uh, sit there quietly one, one evening and you create a place in nature, I've created a place where I want, where I go in my, within my consciousness it's got a lake, there's nice trees, and you know, all that kind of stuff. And, um, and yeah, like I, I'll just sit there. And, uh, but that's created, that's created for me. And we can create realms. So maybe, maybe you, your intention might be to create your own realm. Um, like who knows what, what, what we can do. But what we don't want to do is to, we don't want to allow the car to be driven for us because they will drive it right back around in that cul de sac. They'll be like okay emily we'll just take you here for a while and you know we'll stop off here and we'll look at the trees here but we need to go back there in the end and then you're like okay okay and then well you're back here again right so um so it, it's all about intention and um setting the strong intention that when that time comes um hopefully not for a long time yet for 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 us but when it does come okay i'm dead I'm driving my car out of here. It was fun while it lasted, probably thousands of lifetimes, but uh, but now I've got it and uh, and I'm and I'm getting out. I had a wife, I had an interesting session with a a, a lady. Um, she did we did some inner child work, and um, her inner child was upset that she was here again. She was like, "Why am I here? I don't I don't feel safe." Yada yada yada, uh, and you can't lie to these inner children. Like, you've got to be honest with them. And, and we were like, look, this is, we've been caught up here a little bit longer than we should be, but we think we've got figured it out now and how we're going to get out. So hopefully this is the last time round and we got the child feeling safe and all that stuff. And, and the child actually uh, tapped into some kind of insight. She was like, the, the woman said that she saw her inner child with a dagger and she cut a hole out of the fabric of the matrix yeah and she she, she and then she gave the dagger back to the the woman she's like you'll need this when you go right so maybe we maybe we create like this dagger to to rip a hole out i mean but i just thought that was very that was just an incredible insight from an aspect of the consciousness that already knew what she needed to do to to get out so I don't think it's got to be complicated. I, I find that the truth is always quite simple, actually, throughout the, the time I've been studying. Um, and I, I just feel like we have to drive the car. We have to take control of the wheel. Um, one thing to point out is that when you research uh, NDE's, you'll, you'll sometimes get people that don't want to necessarily come back, but they're a little bit unsure as to what to do. And even in that unsured state, the matrix will come in and step in for them and they will provide the solutions to the uncertainty so we have to be very definite about what we're doing and, and where we're going and and my main my main uh, thing is just to get out first of all and then i'll work it out from there right i <laughs> just want to make sure um but i think even when we leave this realm we have to be very discerning with any beings that we come across. I'm not saying that there's not anything good out there. Of course, there must be. Um, but within this game, I, I describe it as a computer game, uh, within the astral realm, the fourth dimension, when pe- where people are channeling or meeting beings when they go off and take DMT and ayahuasca, don't even get me started on all that stuff, which is heavily promoted within, like, spiritual new age it seems the thing to do doesn't it you know you wake up and you go to the jungle to take ayahuasca right and people are getting all kinds of attachments and you know they're coming away with what they think is great insight well it's not you're just seeing a you're just seeing the next layer of matrix you're seeing into the astral realm which is part of this game we go way beyond that so so yeah it's just a case of of taking control of the wheel and, and driving driving the car out Uh, with intention
0: you know it it makes me think about the dying process which of course we're we have no i don't know education in how to die right and this is the only guarantee in life is that we're going to die but i think about morphine and how morphine is typically used when people are dying and it's like oh we're we don't want them to suffer and you know Um, And I remember when I was taking care of my father as he was dying and he initially said, I don't want my father was a great truther. He's like, I don't want any of that. He didn't want any Western medicine, nothing. Um, But at the very end, I had some on hand from the hospice people. And at the very end, he did ask for it because he was suffering. Right. But it. Just makes me wonder about how that might interfere with or how that might facilitate people in being unconscious as they're dying and less able to be yeah. intentional.
1: Yeah, I've had exactly the same insights as you. Something, uh, something feels off with that whole thing. Um, it's It's a very difficult one because, I mean... I even said this the other day, like, the whole idea of pain, like, even just to go to the dentist, like, why? Why is there so much pain involved? Like, it doesn't seem right, does it? It doesn't seem right that we're told that there's this loving creator. Why would would it, and you get the New Ages, say that God needs to experience bad things to make him understand himself, like, all this rubbish, right? But it, it it does seem, you know, it, it, something seems off with the amount of pain that we can potentially experience, right? And uh, I definitely have had the same thoughts about I want to try and have a as clear as possible mind when I pass over. But, you know, it's kind of scary because we don't know how we're going to go. And, you know, I guess there's pain involved for, for every kind of, it's a very morbid conversation we're having, but it's one that we need to have, right? So, I mean, from my own point of view, I would say, yeah, the the clearer that your mind can be, the clearer you're, I guess, going to be when you pass over. So, if there's other ways to to do that, then maybe they need to be explored. So, uh, but it's a a very good question and, and one that I'm totally on board with it. It feels off to to being like kind of a, a hazy kind of, yeah.
0: Right. I mean, and I even, well, as long as we're having a morbid conversation, thinking about how euthanasia is being, you know, assisted suicide is being encouraged more yes. and more now. And I think, you know, we're, these kinds of um, practices are normalized first with our animals right and even i had two elder cats and i did you know toward the very end i did have both of them euthanized and at the time i i thought i'm i'm helping them i don't want them to suffer and i've had a lot of questions about that since then because it's really it's my suffering you know to watch them in pain is is hard yeah. for me but but interfering with their dying process it really made me question like they're on a journey and how do I know what they're going through as they're dying and by giving them this drug, am I interrupting something important? Because, you know, I like to think nature knows what she's doing and people have died naturally or, you know, unnaturally or otherwise, but without drugs for thousands of years. So.
1: When you really think about it, I mean, everyone's like, "Oh, nature is so beautiful." It is beautiful, but it's brutal as well. It's absolutely brutal. I mean, we live in a an ecosystem that consumes each other, right? <laughs> I could go over to the ocean there. There's bull sharks in there. I could go for a swim. I could be bitten in half, literally. So nature itself is is actually it's it's quite brutal, and so it just makes you wonder, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> to you know what this design actually is but um yeah I think um yeah they definitely start with animals first and try and get it normalized so um yeah I I still don't know what the answer is to that maybe there's a a way that we can train ourselves not to feel pain or there's like maybe there's an implant a implant that makes us feel so much pain Mm -hmm. maybe that's something I need to look into um but it does it, it it it's a it's a very um it's very important question
0: well, and I think too, in terms of the implant, I think we're so implanted with the program to fear death, and so as we're approaching death if if we're in this total you know freak out moment, then that's gonna not feel good in our bodies, and that resistance to the process probably helps create more pain mm-hmm. um Versus, hey, I'm going to get free. Here's my chance to get out of this. Yeah, get absolutely. off the farm, you know.
1: Yeah, and and you know, I, I, as people get to a certain age, you you can almost feel that it's they're starting to feel that fear of, you know, it's 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 we 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 have such. They they tell us that we're living longer as well. I mean, it's a joke, really. It's Seventy, eighty years old. I mean, I get. The body is self-healing. You know, if you cut yourself, it if you just leave it, it will it will heal. It's incredible when you actually think about it. But medicine has got in the way, and all the stuff that they're doing with the food, the water, the air, and um, and now the jib the jibbies. So um, yeah, I think uh, if we were left in more na- a natural environment, given the right s- sustenance, I, I I'm sure that in past. De- uh, eras we've lived for hundreds, hundreds of years, who knows how long, so um, so yeah, I, I think there's a lot to ponder and I, I don't have all the answers worked out yet in terms of the pain thing um, and, and the, the, um, the morphine, it, it's stuff that I've been thinking about a long time, um, there must be ways in which we can make it more organic, <laughs> if that's the right word. Right. Uh, and less traumatic um, as we leave this realm. And and I think it's, you know, for people listening to this, it, it can sound like a morbid conversation, but it's, it's one that not many people have. And, and I think it's incredibly important to have these conversations. Um, because it's only when you go right down and dig right into the horrible dirt of stuff that you find the jewels and you find the gold um, and that, that's why I call the, the the new age the the last honey pot before the gold mine. You know, because it, it sounds good and it feels good, and but it's still a deception. And if you can move through that, then you stumble across the, this information. And okay, it doesn't make you feel good first of all, but I don't know about you. I'm going to feel way more prepared and empowered when I pass over than what I would have done if I was still stuck doing Reiki and thinking that angels have my back and my guides with, you know, were are guiding me, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it, I feel, I feel sovereign and I feel embodied and I feel, um, I feel like I've got a plan now. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's important. So, but the whole pain and morphine thing is, it's one that I've been racking my brains over. Um, and I still, I feel like there's a solution to every problem. Um, and that's one that definitely needs exploring.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm I'm really with you on the um, the aging program. Like, I think that's another. Oh man, it's so it's so deep. Um, this idea that like oh, once you're over thirty, it's all downhill. And like, I feel so much better than I did when I was in my twenties. Yes. Um, and along those lines, I want to just in case we haven't triggered people enough, I, I want to talk about diet. Because yeah. um, I've heard you talk about veganism and your own uh, experiment in vegan land. and I did a 17 year experiment as a vegetarian, and yeah. thankfully, a naturopath intervened and got me to start eating meat and because I was very sick. Um, yeah. But I, you know, what you were saying about, yeah, nature is brutal, and in order to survive, we have to, uh, or beings kill each other here. That's just part of how it works. And maybe that maybe there's something, you know, inherently demonic about that. But what I found for myself is that my mind had a very hard time with eating, you know, killing and eating animals. But my body was like, bring it, you know, and, and ultimately, I had to honor my body and had to say, like, okay, this is this is what my body needs. And I can't transcend that and love and light it and pretend that's not real and for the past year or so I've mostly been eating straight up carnivore and have felt amazing so yeah. again I can't argue with that so yeah d- tell me your your thoughts about the vegan psyop and what you think so yeah.
1: well, well the, the, that one really got me on my emotions you know I I uh... I I st- I don't think you can watch one of those documentaries and not feel like a complete horror you know I still don't agree with factory farming I, mean, I I buy organic meat I I don't I I still don't agree with that um but god what a journey that was um yeah it, it was yeah I I I was, it, it got me at a time where I was just kind of waking up as well to stuff and everything was a lie back then. Everything we were told was a lie. I thought, well, okay, well, meat must be another lie. And then they tell you that, you know, you're eating the fear of the animal and all this stuff. They they try and tie it into all that stuff. And then I was like, oh, that makes sense. And, and uh, the thing is, because I was coming off a Western diet and it, most people, if you're coming off a Western diet... I was, you know, back then I was eating, you know, you, what do you call it? Chips, chips, cri- we call them crisps.
0: Chips, crisps, yeah. And,
1: uh, you know, all, all, the, all the kind of junk food. And, of course, when you come off that, anything's better, really. And so uh, I went vegetarian, first of all, and I was like, oh, I feel the difference here. And, and that gives you more confidence. And you think, oh, it must be. And then, and then you watch the documentary. So for me, it was my, my own health, first of all. I was having digestive issues, and and um, and then uh, and then I uh, you you start watching Earthlings and all that, and you're like, no, I can't uh, uh, the animals, you know, it's all about the animals, they're suffering and all this stuff. Um, and for me, unfortunately, I was very vocal vegan. I was one of those annoying vegans. Uh, you were Been as well. there.
0: Yeah? Been there.
1: Um, I have a, if I have a regret, I don't have too many regrets in my life. it it was being quite vocal about veganism Um, but you know in fairness to me I I was doing what I thought was the right thing I thought I was helping animals I thought I was helping the planet which you're not I thought I was uh, you know doing all this stuff and um, and of course it it didn't turn out like that and yeah the long story short um, from veganism I went to, sorry, vegetarian. I went. I went vegan. Uh, maybe a year later, and um, I was I was exercising every day, and I was eating all these salads. And I thought, God, you're going to be so healthy. You're going to be like superhuman. And I was getting progressively worse. And the way it works is like not not everyone gets sick as quick as I did because I was. It it all depends on how much uh, meat and stuff you ate before. How much y- you still have that. Um, stored and it also depends on how much you work out <clears throat> which i think is also a little bit of another scam i don't think we're supposed to be exercising all the time um, but that's another conversation but there i was you know eating all these salads and salad bowls and buddha bowls and and hummus and i can't touch the stuff anymore I, the only vegetable i eat now is guacamole because i'm in mexico <laughs> uh, i have guacamole every day um but i'm like i'm feeling worse and i'm feeling tired i'm feeling lethargic and my memory is so bad like my memory is so bad and and if you go back on my old videos when i go back on my old videos now, i look i look like all my yeah just i look so skinny and my eyes are sunken and my my voice sounds more feminine i know it sounds strange to say but because i was eating a lot of soy if i listen to my voice now compared to two or three years back, people can look at the videos and you'll see the difference. And uh, it, it all comes to a head one day. I, I was having Spanish lessons here and the teacher turned up and she asked me what the English word was, not the Spanish word, what the English word was for hammock. right? And I was like, uh, and I'd noticed my memory was so bad anyway. I was like, oh, and I came off the lesson. I was like, that's not right. That's really not right, and I'm feeling drained. I'm feeling tired all the time, and uh, and then I just started going deeper, and I stumbled off across a guy called Sperridge. I don't know if you know him, but um, he he did uh, vegan reviews, and, uh, vegan channels, and I don't know why the, the algorithm must have just popped, he must have popped up on the algorithm, and and he just like like I do with the New Age reviews, he does that with vegans, right? And he just broke it all down for me. He shook me out of it. And I was like, oh, man, I've been deceived. I've been deceived. And the difficult thing for me was, I, because I'd been so vocal about it, I was, like, I, I was like, you can't just sit here in Mexico and start eating meat privately. <laughs> you, you've got to come out of the, the vegan closet and, and tell your story. And you know what vegans are like. When you turn again, oh man, did I get pelters? I mean, I I put this post out on Facebook. I think it 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 kind of went viral. I explained my health problems and yada, yada, yada. I, I I don't eat. Uh, I'm not. I'm going back to eating meat. And oh, the cult came for me. They came for me. And uh, and because it is a cult, and uh, you know, they come up with all the excuses. And you didn't do it right, even though you can't do it right because. You know, plants have anti-nutrients and, and the animal breaks down the anti-nutrients. So we get the nutrients. That so the nutrients are bioavailable. Um, and, uh, you know, it was hard for a few weeks. that You know, I lost a lot of people. And not that I do this stuff for followers anyway, but I just really felt bad. And I still do to some degree that, um, you know, people did go vegan because of me, some of them. But a lot of people actually... Now it's all worked out because now people say, you know, Tony, I was feeling the same, but you because you came out, I, I was I was able to as well. I didn't feel like I was doing. so I've kind of like I've kind of like a lot of the people that I got into veganism, I got out of veganism as well. So hopefully I'm about average now. Uh, I've I've sort of balanced the scales, and now obviously I'm I'm quite vocal about not going vegan. Um, so I feel like I've made up for it, and uh, but at the time it was. I felt really bad and I felt guilty and like, oh my God, you were so bloody vocal about it as well. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Been there, been there. And I feel like that it ties in so perfectly with the spiritual deception going on because I know when I was vegetarian, I was so much more spiritual and enlightened than everybody else. And at the same time, I was so not in my body And also had a lot of emotional, I mean, even just switching to being mostly carnivore, again, about a year ago, I mean, I started eating meat 20 years ago, but, you know, going mostly carnivore, my anxiety level went way down. And so, and, and as I reflected on my time as a vegetarian, I was like, well, yeah, I was a mess emotionally and had so much anxiety and never would have connected it to yeah. not eating meat, never.
1: Yeah, because your nervous system's not getting any buffering. It's not getting any fat. This is why a lot of vegans will feel anxious all the time. And the thing is with vegans, they've some of them have forgotten how good you can feel. I mean, some of them have been there for for years in the diet. So feeling like crap, I don't know about you, but when I was vegan, feeling like crap was the norm in the end, it was like, mm, well, this is just, you know, this is just it, maybe I'm getting older or whatever it is. Uh, and so uh, you just get used to feeling bad and and they'll they'll tell you'll never meet a vegan that says i i feel bad you know they'll always tell you that they feel great um you know that was always the the, well i feel great you're doing it wrong you you're you're not eating enough whole foods and it just you can't do it right it's impossible to do it right Um, because the 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 nutrients are not bioavailable um and a lot of the, the greens ca- contain oxalates and, and stuff like this. We, uh, the the um, tomatoes, the nightshades and all this stuff. A lot of fruit and veg are hybrids. If you look at bananas, bananas used to be small and purple. No, carrots used to be uh, purple, the, the, the original carrots. The original bananas are small with the uh, seeds in them. So a lot of these fruit and vegetables, they're not even natural to this planet anyway. So... They've been hybridized, so it's yeah, it's a big mess. All of that, and and I think I, I've noticed that in recent years, veganism is dying a death. I think when you look at the shares of uh, uh, Beyond Meat, they've they're plummeted, and people are people are not liking the food, and 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 a lot of people got sick, and a lot of big vegan YouTubers came out and gave up and told their followers that it's it's not so. It's lost its momentum. Um, there's still there's still a lot of vegans out there, but I, I don't feel like it's got the traction that it once had. So hopefully, you know, we'll go back to it. But yeah, I, I guess in an ideal world, it would be lovely to to for, for the cows to to be our friends and and you know all that kind of stuff. And it's still even now as a meat eater, it feels weird to to think that we have to eat cows and and lamb and stuff like that, but. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are wired that way for whatever reason. It's 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 the design of the body. Once again, the design of the body where we have to kill, we have to feel pain. Something's weird about it, isn't it? When when you break it down to its core.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Well, Tony, this has been fascinating, and I could talk to you all day. But before I let you go, um, let people know what your what you're offering what your services are how they can find out more about your work
1: yeah well all my all my work's on my website which is transcendingtimes.org i also have my youtube channel where i break down a lot of this stuff and i review new ages and all that stuff um but yeah i i I do offer sessions clearing sessions um, and also a course in teaching people how to clear this stuff themselves because really the best form of defense is attack with this stuff and uh you know if you can become prominent in you know look knowing where to look and looking at what to clear um it's always the best way um and again details of that is, is on my website so that's the best place to to find my work
0: great thank you so much i i love your books um i bought 3 of them and um and i love your review videos yeah just
1: on the books even yeah. uh, even some a lot of the things in the books the new age new, new cage is still Consistent, the but there's things in the other books that I may have changed my opinion on slightly. So I need to uh, I need to go back and do some uh, changing on that, which is in the pipeline this year. But
0: mm-hmm. great. Well, I really I I appreciate your work so much. Thank you for taking the risk of triggering everybody and pissing them off, and you know, popping their beautiful rainbow new age bubble and um yeah any last thoughts that you want to leave us with
1: no just just uh again like i know the information that we've spoken about on the surface can be deemed you know i don't think truth is ever negative but please uh try and keep out of your feelings and and listen to what i've said and a lot of people when they i don't know what your viewership's like i don't know whether a lot of them are involved in new age but um when people realize that that whole scene is a scam, they go into like a another awakening. You know, after you have your first, you go into like a, a depression or you can feel glum for a while. And it, it, it's almost like there's uh, there's like a bit of a kickback with it when you, when you really go deeper. And um, once you move through that, though, it feels good because like I say, you've got a plan, you know where things are. I'm, I'm not saying I'm the bastion of truth of everything. And, you know, <laughs> I get things wrong occasionally, as I did with, with veganism, but I feel like, uh, you know, pretty much on point with a lot of this stuff. And, yeah, just just try and, uh, yeah, try and move through your feelings about what, what I'm saying and, and feel the truth in it. And uh, once you get over that hump, um, then, then it's actually really empowering. And, and I believe it, it leads you back to your own sovereignty rather than your spirituality.
0: Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. So well said. Well, thanks again, Tony, and take good care. Thanks for your work.
1: Thanks for having me on.